trying to live man just try to be ten toes man man last time i saw you you were you were not an adult no you were you were a child because you were wait how old were i was like 10 (laughs) i mean yeah i was 14 so that makes sense but no but see that's the and that's one of the biggest things like when i was on set with you guys like you know what i'm saying it was it was like, oh, these guys are in high school. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, these right. guys are like adults. So I looked at y'all like adults. Right, you know what I mean? Because right. I'm 10. I'm in, what, fifth grade? Like, you guys are in ninth. Like, damn. You guys I are like big, big kids. I like, never thought of it, though. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's, That's how it was, man. Man. So, wait, because you're, you, so you were telling me, you're not, so you're not born in Baltimore. I was born in Newton, Massachusetts is where I was born. Okay. Newton, Massachusetts. Newton, Massachusetts. Little known fact. But yes, I was raised in Prince George's County, Maryland. Okay. Got Specifically you. Clinton. Shout out PG County. <laughs> so so you you got into were your parents into like the arts or like how did it even come about? Like So it's crazy because apparently, and this is what my mother tells me. She tells me <clears throat> she's like, Yeah, you were sitting down watching tv and you saw like you know i guess there were like kids that were like in underwear in the gap commercials or like the you know what i mean right 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 she she said that i looked at her and i was like ma i want to do that like that's what i want to do and i'm like that's that's all i said she was like that's all you said so in the meantime my mother my parents were trying to move anyway because my they got tired of the winners in massachusetts man because yeah <sighs> Listen, man, from Chicago. It's, no. you know, it, I live here now. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it, on your body and your bones, like I can't imagine being in my 30s, 40s, 50s, and like my parents, I, I don't know how they do it. It's like because when those winters hit, your bones ache. You're like, bro. As a kid, it sucks. So you know, as an adult, it's it's even it's crazy. worse, bro. Yeah. So like they wanted to move, <clears throat> so we wound up moving. I want to say. 99, 99, 2000. Okay. I was four or five years old. And from there, bro, I was, it's a, the rest is a wrap. Um, kind of, my mother met, when she was working, she started working in D.C. Mm-hmm. She had a coworker who knew a woman, and God bless this woman. She is the reason why I've even gotten to where I am today. So I wow. thank her for that. Um, What's her name? Shout her, her out. Shout out Linda Townsend. Linda I love Townsend. that lady. I love you, Miss Linda, if you wind up seeing this. But yes. <laughs> Um, she basically, you know, took me in, guided me and she, I mean, she had multiple students, but you know, um, yeah, we had a relationship and, um, she, she taught me, she, the etiquette, the everything, just the techniques, all the different things as a child actor, obviously. And, um, from there I just went out and auditioned and from there she kind of just worked with me ever all the way up until like I got into college. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dope, man. She's she, man, she's a goat, man. She's a goat. So I, I tell anybody, like, if you're in the DMV area, mm-hmm. go to that woman because she's she's different. She's different. She's helped a lot of people that even now that I still keep in contact with that mm-hmm. are still actors and even you know artists and things like that. But they 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 always started with Miss Linda and they you Damn. know they got yeah. It's just that background was there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's how you were coming in, knowing how. Okay, that makes sense. Because I didn't know if you actually had 
you know, if you had done a bunch of plays or something, or you, you know, like yeah. get, you don't know what you know, local theater, all that, because that's right. even how I came up. Like there was the ETA theater in Chicago, and then you know, and I was in multiple programs, and like my dad always had me, you know, watching shows. Right. And, so it was like one of those, but yeah, to have a mentor like that who just dude, it was yeah. fire, bro. And I didn't, I didn't really realize or appreciate it until I got older, because right. it was like you know. And and I think that's with everything, but you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. it with her, it, it, I really didn't appreciate the background that she gave me until like later on, because it's like seeing some of these kids now and like you know hearing how hard some of these auditions are and how crazy things are getting, you know, especially for child actors, because yeah. it's it's like an anomaly almost talking about it, you know. But mm-hmm. it's 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 cool to have gotten that, you know, that foundation from her that yeah. just you know was just the basics. Yeah, I feel you. You know, not doing too much because I think that's another thing. A lot of with child actors, you know, doing they want them to do a lot, but that doesn't really set them up for once they're no longer cute kids. Exactly. You know, it's it's a different, it's a completely different game. You know, it's playing something grounded is a skill that you have to work on. The same way, you know, playing something big is. But we've all seen big, right? We haven't all seen like grounded well, right? You know, not. Consistently, that's why you know Denzel's Denzel. Right. You know what I mean? that's, why, that's why these people are these people. They right. do this well. Um, but yeah. So okay. So how did you even hear about the Wire audition? What was your What was your audition process like? Oh man. Okay. So my audition process was my mother. Obviously, Miss Linda had given us a call about it. She thought you know, even though the role was meant for a fourteen year old, mm-hmm. role was meant for a fourteen year old. Oh wait, 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 wait. I reeled that back. That role, was, I was told that that role originally was meant for a 14-year-old. That's wild. So, so I could I could have been Kunar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So look, so look, right? So, you know, Miss Linda's like, you know, you can play young. I mean, it's in that range. Just give it a shot. You, you never know. It's in that range anyway. Learn it. You got this. You've, at this point, I had already done like print ads and, you know, I'd already put in a little, little grind. I was doing the extra work, doing some commercials here and there. So, you know, this opportunity presented itself. And so, you know, when my dad heard about it, we all kind of sat down and watched an episode. It happened <laughs> to be, I think it used to come on on what, Wednesday nights back like, then or Fridays? It was a different, because it was a different day, I think, when our season started. Yeah. yeah. And so he showed me an episode and I'm sitting here trying to process this show and like the cussing, the everything. At just 10. like at 10. You don't know what's going on. I'm really like, here. what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what, what is this? Like, what is this? Am I watching? Like, this is just very foreign. It's foreign. Right. So, you know, my dad basically broke it down like, you're going to be doing adult things, talking adult things, being around adults. You know, this is a role. This is not, you know, this is not you. Remember that. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> you he come in sure. here. <laughs> he made sure. He was like, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Slapping niggas up on the corner. Huh? <laughs> Try that in here, motherfucker. <laughs> you. Yo, he made sure. He was like, that's a role. So, you know, you just learn to be able to separate the yeah. two. So... I think it was like 6 or 7 p.m. Homework was done, all that stuff. Me and my mother went over those sides so many times, bro. I mean, like, till like 11 o'clock. And I'm like, I got this. I know 
it was four pages. It you know it was, but it was it was, it was a good dialogue. Young vet. Yeah, it was, it was four pages. It was four it was, pages. It was, you it know, crazy. At this point, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> learned how to read. Goddamn, <laughs> five years ago, it's nothing crazy. Right, you know, just very easy. You know, it's a script. <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember my first script. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, man, um, learned the script, burned it into my memory, mm-hmm. and then we went to the audition. Mind you. Clinton to Baltimore has got to be like an hour. Okay. So she picks me up from the middle of school. All my friends used to hate that, you know, and I'm going to auditions and shit. Why you get to leave for this? (laughs) It was mad. I was the king of that. When I was a kid, first off, I was barely in school. (laughs) Barely. Because I I was always working. Right. And you know what I mean? And then I would always, when I did my shows, I'd shout out my school. (laughs) Come on, bro. It's a... you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. And I'm then, telling you. And then yep. they just kind of let it, you know, I mean, oh, well, he got to go. And, but I will say this, respect to the schools that allow that to happen. Right. Because think of how many schools just realistically would just hate. Yeah. And be like, well, no, if he can't, if he can't do the classes, then, you know. He'll like, fail the class. Yeah, we can't yeah. just have him. What, what if every student just wants to leave in the middle of the day? Right. Like you could, which is a whole different person who i don't yeah. want to know you know and it's like it's cool to see you know when you go to those like did you go to a primarily black school i went to yes and it was a christian school i but see i was literally gonna say <laughs> primarily black helped in that situation yep. because they like you know what you telling me this kid got a chance of doing some shit like go let ahead. him go yeah. let him go <laughs> and, and that same thing i went to i went once again mcday classical school elementary school and it was one of those like Bro, all my teachers were black. Right. We we had one white teacher. Her name and, and her name was Miss Moriarty. She was the best. She was so nice. You know, she was great. But it was funny because gr- even growing up, I always thought like, oh, like most people's teachers are black. Right. Most people's like other than you know like other than whatever's happening on TV. But like <laughs> to, to me, every like all. But it just what a world that creates. Right. You know where you're like, oh no, like oh, yeah, of course I see a bunch of. Black professionals yep. every day. My principal was black. My principal was a black woman. Yep. So that's not even foreign to me. Like seeing a strong, yeah. her name was Dr. Addison. And then after that, we had Miss Miggins. And it was just, but it just shows you what a, and once again, they were cool. Right. They let little maestro go, Miss Days, do blah, blah. Bro, sixth grade, they sent, sent me my work because I was doing the Lion King. But like, Never made it a big thing, right. you know, and we're always supportive, but that's, yeah, just yeah, yeah, no, that's some respect. Yes. That's you, you love the, yeah. Cause yeah. they, at the end of the day, they could have said, well, you know, he's missed this many days. Oh, he's going to fail the class. Like, you know, and you're paying tuition to, man, yeah. it was, whew, it was just, thank God that shout out Pastor Massey, <laughs> shout out Pastor Massey. And um, Miss Massey and the whole administration, even back then. So that had to be Miss Allen, Miss uh, Davis, all of them. Like, uh-huh. oh my God, yeah, shout out them. And um, you know, they let me go. Got to the audition, and I get there. You, what was your audition at, Pat Moran? No, well, cause oh no, I, cause you remember I auditioned for Chicago. Oh, so I didn't go through. What by the time I got to Baltimore. I was going to the production office to do like a screen test. Got you. Uh, it was Ted and Pascal in, that was what it was called, in Chicago. That was my casting office. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in Baltimore, because I know for, for us, it was Pat Moran and big name. And um, went in there. 
Everybody's in there. I swear to you, was fourteen years old. I shit you not. Everyone in there. That's crazy. Everyone. And you can. Everybody kind of just looked at me, obviously, because I looked. Yeah. Ten years they're old. Like, you know, like everybody's in there, thirteen, fourteen, and like, is he in the right place? <laughs> like, is he in the right place? So you know, I sign in. You know, you do your due. Mm-hmm. I go in my little corner, going over my stuff, going the uh, audition. And uh, Ed Burns is in there. Okay. And obviously Miss Pat Moran. And um, went in there, man. The audition was a blur because I just went in there and just did what I did last night mm-hmm. over like 30, 40 times, you know, with my mother, 50 times with my mom. So did the audition, literally got in the car, felt good about it, told my mom, I was like, I feel good about this one. A minute away from home, literally about to pull into the driveway, Miss Linda's calling. My mom's on the phone. She's like, hello? He's like, yeah, you booked it. And, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm tweaked in the backseat. That's wild. Tweaked. I mean, like, I'm like, oh, like, I got it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this, and especially since explaining how big of a deal it was for my parents, like, this is like a really good show, like a big deal kind of mm. thing. So, it was cool. It, I was tweaked in that That's back seat, bro. Crazy. Tweaked. But you know, when they know, they know. And, yeah. and it, it's... That's apparently I heard the same thing. They were like they had me come in and read for I think it was Michael first, and then um, they had me come in and read for Michael. That was uh, the sides I got first. Then they were like we're gonna have him come back, and then they gave different sides. And it was for Randy, and so then when I came back and I did uh, you know my audition for Randy, mm-hmm. I did one audition for that, and then the next time was flying to Baltimore for the screen test what? because it was. But I remember Ed, I, I don't know if it's Ed Burns or somebody told me, they were like, no, like when we saw you do, it was like your, I think maybe it was Joe Chappelle. Uh, he was like, when we saw you do, he was like, no, they, we were like, yeah, that's Randy. That, that's what? Randy. But they, that's what I'm saying. That Their eye between, you know, Alex Fogel and, and Ed Burns yep. and Dave, always got to give them their eye for just being like, no, that, that's that. Is yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's incredible. Top tier. It's top tier. You, like, and they'll even they've even cast people like you wouldn't think Idris Elba from The Wire is would be doing all the same roles that Idris Elba is doing now, right? But that guy still was Stringer. Like, yes, you see what I mean? Did. Like they saw that and they were like, no, no, that's Stringer. You know what I mean? It's, it's dope that yeah they just had an eye wood for it. was Avon yeah. like that's just, it's just like oh y'all just yep yeah this great great casting man. so so you okay so now you get the show and you're you're ten mm-hmm. and you're so how long after did we start filming I want to say maybe like maybe a few weeks okay maybe okay. a few weeks I want to say a few weeks because yeah because you you're are you, when do you come in? Well, the very first time I was on there, and I vaguely remember how it even came about, so right. forgive me, but was season three after, um, oh, so you was in in season three. Yeah, I was in one episode, though. Okay. I was in one episode, and it was a moment where um, Edwina Finley, shout out to Edwina Finley. She was um, killed on the show. Okay, and that's when you're standing there. You're like, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's all. Oh, yes. You know what? 
That what great writing. <laughs> so I was watching because you know I watched it, but I was watching uh, clips because I was gonna bring up uh, obviously the, the craziest clip of yeah. all time. Yeah. Uh, but I was watching clips and I saw that and I was like, I don't remember that in season four. Ah, uh, so they they set up this arc. They had me in mind, and I'm just the thing was because I think after that day I wasn't sure if I was coming back. Right, like, right. And sure enough, I you know they're like, yeah, you're recurring, and it's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm coming back. Right. Like this is this was it was I was tweaked again. So Damn. it was it was yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But that's man, you you have one of the coolest story but it's funny because i when, i know when you see the comments people are like i've never hated a little kid this so much. much yeah but i still get that bro if you go to the video now under in my page bro there's still fucking art like yeah. there's all that on there bro, bro. but it's bro, it's a testament to yeah. man you did something man and and it was believable too like, and that's you, the thing and th yeah. that was the thing that was kind of hard for me because again it was, i wouldn't say hard but just was a process. Well, because also you're a child and you don't come from that. It's, yeah. I know what you mean. Like It's, it's as simple as that, you know? Yeah. Two-parent household. You know what I mean? Suburban, friggin' so, Prince George's yeah. County. Like. And now you move your ass, girl. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm cussing old grown men on the street out, like, for fun. It's crazy. <laughs> Bro. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a bit of an adjustment, obviously, because I wasn't cussing. So my dad... I, he hates the fact that I said this back in the day. I said this, and I did an interview, a radio interview for 92Q back in the day, mm -hmm. and I had mentioned that my dad was the one who kind of helped me be influential with regards to the role in cussing and, and, uh -huh. and shit like yeah. that. <laughs> he still gives me shit about that, even to this day. Like, shout out dad. Shout out mom. Um, he still gives me shit about it. But he, you know, ultimately at that, he, my dad, you're my role model. You're the, yeah. You were there. Like, and I, I watched you interact with your friends. You you know, in the house and I love you, but you know, <laughs> but these are facts. These are, these are just straight I've seen facts. You. Yeah. I like, like, <laughs> I love you, but yeah, yeah like, you know what I mean? Right. So kind of pulling from that and, you know, obviously watching TV and being familiar with that side of it now after right. having been on a television show, cause my parents were like, well, you know, this is, you know, just to kind of get an idea of what else you're supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to be acting in certain situations when you get into right. this role. Like, this is what it's going to be like, or mm. this is what you may want to aspire to try to do kind of thing. And yeah, man, it was, it was an adjustment, but you know, ultimately we got through it and you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, cause you come in, what is it? Season four of, well, when you come in season four, is it? It's not the first episode, right? It it's was. I don't even remember, bro. I just know through, including the one episode in season three, four, and five, mm -hmm. I was in like eighteen or nineteen episodes. Okay, so I'm scattered throughout four, scattered throughout five. Yeah, because I'm. I'm just trying to remember where. Because we unfortunately we didn't have a ton of scenes together. No. We had. I'm trying to think, do we? We did. We had. We had. Well, oh no, the, the the one, the one where I'm uh putting the posters, the posters, up, the, fly, the flyers up, and. <laughs> Sure enough, we and were out like, there. Wait, wait, wait. He gave you the money on it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, man. Look, little dick. I'm trying to do this right. Right. Nah. You, yeah, you yeah. tripping. I, yeah, I split that money up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. And that was that. Did. That's funny. But yeah, man. So, so after the show, after, uh, for, uh, well, first I want to ask, actually, I'm going to find this remote and we're going to watch. 
<laughs> Someone made like a compilation, and it's, it's literally it's like the wire, Omar and Kennard's relationship. Seriously, so that's like that's where I saw the uh, the initial. Y'all are getting creative like that. Oh bro? no, and, and, bro, and it's it's pretty crazy. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, this is this is pretty fire. What? Like. What? See? <laughs> yeah. With the font and everything. <laughs> uh, this is like in friggin' 4K, too. Oh, yeah, like, you know, somebody got that good rip. Golly! <laughs> like Whoa! Bystander. Right in the middle of it all, if she was. I don't want to play too much of it. Don't want, don't want YouTube hating on me. <laughs> Shout out to Edwina Finley. Oh, uh, yeah, that's who you're just yep. yeah. Mm hmm. Nugget head eyes. Wow. Yeah, man. Me and that boy was arguing for real. Oh, y'all were? <laughs> for slightly with the stick. First light. First light, like, it was like tugging. Like, what was he on? He was just on, like, because. At the time, I don't think I even had a line. So it was like that made me a principal in that episode. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it was he... like. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A... I, I, I could be Omar too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it was like. I know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to just keep on. Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing me. <laughs> you know? Funny. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Sometimes you just got it. You just know, you know. Hey, don't hate to play the game, bro. Hate, you know how that go, man. All right, I, I gotta look at, we gotta look at this one. This is now. This is just the ultimate. What was the discussion prior to the, this? <sighs> let's watch it. Let's watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good, goodness gracious. Yeah, man. Uh, that was a good day too, man. What's your one? That that day when we shot that, it was a good day. Oh, it was like a, just a nice it was day just outside. A nice ass like, day, like. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, I miss those days, man. Oh my gosh, that was fun. I mean, it's cool too that you were actually aware of because you had worked, like because you had worked and you knew you were aware of what was going on too. Because I know, even I was fourteen, I didn't realize that I had done stuff though, so it was like another job, right? You know what I mean? But I didn't necessarily understand the the magnitude of what it was going to be as you know, no one can know exactly. ahead of time. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a really same thing I said with Jermaine. I was like, man, it wasn't, it just wasn't air. It was a very <laughs> different time too. Cause I think we were on the cusp of technology. Yep. But like, and we were doing something that times were changing that you couldn't necessarily do it again. And that's one of the coolest yet most somber things about it. Because maybe, like, you know, had we been born in the 80s, maybe we would have had, you know, X amount of years of the right. same kind of... But it's like things just... Like, iPhone came out 2006 or 2007. Oh, God. So you see what I'm saying? Like, we hit the beginning, like, right before... Everything blew up. Yeah. Oh, 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 06 was last year, right? Yep. I want Wait, the last year... Our last year... I, the last year of the show was 08. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah. So literally, iPhone into the show. And then it, 
becomes like over time yeah, becomes, becomes a cult class. Yeah. But prior, it's we were in a different time of just like everything, right? You know, um, and that's why I think so many people love the show now because it's like nostalgic of like what TV was like. You know, because what good writing was like, good yeah, storytelling. Because I mean, you know, not saying that there aren't great shows now, but right. it's still just it was original. It was one of the first, you know, and also I feel even they worked out their kinks when they did like the corner. Yep. When they did like still great pieces of television. Yeah, for but sure. They worked through some things to be able to make the wire. Yes. You know, um, hold on, I'm gonna try this one more time and see if I can get this. Like, bro. Oh, that's so, oh, bro, that's okay. the part that kills me every so, time so I tell, watch So it. tell me this. What was the, the, what was your thought process when you, what was your thought process when you heard about it as a kid or when you read it as a kid? And then what was your thought process when, like now that you're an adult and watching the show and understanding way more context of even what the hell's going on in general? When... When they originally gave me the sides for that, I still was trying to comprehend what was going on. I was reading it. Right. And, you know, I read it and I was like, Dad, can you like double check this? I think this is saying that I'm 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 shooting Uncle Michael. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> what's what's going on? So he read it and he's like, Yeah, you, you're gonna kill Lamar. And he he kind of like sat there for a second. Like I know he was like, "This is kind of crazy." <laughs> like, especially once you're invested in the show. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So he he kind of sat there for a second. And was like, "You know, no, you gonna kill him?" He was tweaked for like two seconds. It was like a two second tweak, and he was like, "Yeah, you gonna do it?" And I was like, "Wow, like this is this is big." I just st- at the time it's like, "Oh, it's a big deal," but like now when I'm older, it's like. Whoa, bro! This is a big deal, <laughs> like a big ass deal. Yeah, so, bro. the day comes, and I'm not really sure how to process it all because I'm like I'm simulating killing somebody at the age of ten, eleven years old, bro. Like, I just didn't know what to expect, so I went in there. I, I, not, I guess you could say vulnerable in a way because even you know it's somewhere on the internet that I've seen it, but like. I've told the story about this where when I shot that scene originally when we tried it with the effects, it looked so real and just the way everything happened so quickly. Right. Um, from seeing the effects come onto the plexiglass to seeing him fall to the ground to the big, massive gunshot hole in his head that they made. And it was like, it was traumatizing, you know, in a way because... When we shot that scene, first practice, like first like full run through of it, I ran all the way down the street. Like, yeah, I ran all the way down the street. When I left out of the, the yeah. oh, I ran all the way down the <laughs> end of the block. Like, and I was like panicking. I was having like a panic attack almost, like crying because it was just like, 
yo, I just feel like I just killed somebody. This look like I really just just yeah. did this. Like, and you was, know, was it Michael K who they it, actually had? Okay, yeah, so they really, but, yeah, he was, yeah, he was there for that. And um, you know, we're in this trailer. Um, Miss Debbie's in there. Shout out to Miss Debbie. Miss Debbie, Debbie, shout out. Shout out, Miss Debbie. Um, she was there. One of the greatest makeup makeup artist in the world. The GOAT. The GOAT. I love Miss Debbie. <laughs> Sweetest lady ever. Um, but yeah, she was there. My mom was there. And um, they just consoled me. You know what I mean? Um, just tried to bring me back to earth. Michael K. walks in with this massive makeup friggin'. He's like, yo, you good, little man? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're good. I'm right here. You know, like, ain't, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how he's energy. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like, you know, like, yeah, we good, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to, and I was good after that. And, um, you know, we, we shot the scene again and they got what they needed. It was a short day. I remember that being a short day. It was pretty, pretty quick. Um, but we shot that scene and the scene where I spit on, on Presbo's car when he rolls up. Oh, oh I love that scene. Oh my God. Yeah. I spit on your, on right on your car. What a disrespectful day. Oh, I was a disrespectful <laughs> little motherfucker. I loved it though. That, that's amazing. Bro. And it's like, yeah, you're going to spit on the car. And I'm like sitting here trying to formulate spit in my mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, you can see, you can actually see it. I legit, like when you watch it, you can see my, like my mouth moving like, <laughs> That's I swear yeah. to God, but yeah, man, that was that was a good day. And then, of course, um, I think that was they. I did that. I did the. We shot the Michael K scene. We shot that scene. And I think it was one more where they were putting me in the car when I got arrested, and that was it. Okay. And yeah, when they wrapped me, it was like, you know, after everything, you know, from getting hit in the face by Mike and being out there right. till two or three yeah. in the morning. And with Huli and, and with Tristan, like, it was fun. It was fun, like, just thinking about all those different times. And, yeah, man, just, yeah. But the thought process now of that being older, mm-hmm. bro, like, I'm like, yo, I really, I really did that. Yeah. I really did, like, having an actual appreciation for it now being old. It's like, I did that at 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. With, I'm hanging with, like, grown-ass, you yeah. feel me, men and women. And like, you're holding your own. And yeah. that's what I really... I think at the time wanted to make sure that I was doing because I was so young, like making sure like, am I, am I doing this good? Like, right. you know, like just trying to hang. No, I feel just it. Trying to I feel it. So I, it's, I, I love one thing I love about the show too. Like I've realized over time, the, the nuances of the messages in it too. And I think the way I even interpret that is just the youth coming up, don't play by the same rules or no. have the same respect of because you already see it with Marlo, but it ain't too bad. It's not you know because Stringer and Avon though. did things a certain way. Yeah, but not Mar- Marlo was a little Marlo bit disrespectful. Marlo was disrespectful. Yeah, but these kids now it's like they'll do it and they don't even know why. Right, and that's literally no motive, that's literally yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. what's even his? Mo- it's just like I've seen you wanted to be this nigga, right. and, and now maybe maybe that's what it is. But like. Why Omar did what he did it could be sick, twisted mentality, but it's but it's there. Right. There is some kind of code that he lived by, and he didn't give a yeah. He he didn't give a <laughs> fuck, but he wasn't certain people he didn't touch, right. certain people he didn't rob from. So there were things he just didn't do. Right. Whereas it's just throwing now. It's like oh no, like an eleven year old will do this. 
So who does he become when he's 20? Right. Right. He's not going to give a damn. He's going to be wrecked. He'll stab his brother in the back. Right. He doesn't care. Like, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a scary, it's a scary thought. So, so living in Baltimore after doing that, no, I lived in. I was still living in Prince George's oh, County. So you still in Prince so, George's yeah, County? So yeah, we were commuting the hour. Okay. It was, Ooh, yeah, man, that was. It was res- fun. Respect to the parents. Oh man. my man! Again, you know, it, my mom really was the one. Not that my dad. How do I? How do I say this? My mom was definitely heavily involved. Mm-hmm. My dad was heavily involved, but my mom was definitely heavily involved. Right and. She was the one, you know, at least in the early part of it, running up and down with me from Baltimore, taking mm-hmm. off her government job to run up and down, taking me there and trying to make things work. You right. know what I'm saying? With her trying to work and me trying to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. that's my parents did the same thing. Yeah, like man. My, my dad was the one who always went. And then my mom was the one she always had. My stuff ready, had the bags packed, had made sure that, cause she, and she worked nights. So she'd be able to yeah. watch me and be able to do whatever. Or, um, But Went to she, my mom, she went to one, I, I'll never forget, it was a Rice Krispies commercial I had when I was like four or five years old. Hooray for the red, white, and blue. She heard that song so many times, she told my dad, I can't sit on those sets. She was like, that, that, I, I can't. She did it, but look, made that sacrifice for the wire. All right. Made that sacrifice, because she came, because that was too much time, right. you know, to take it. But made that sacrifice for that. But boy, she didn't. That was not her thing. She was like, <laughs> she'll do anything. She was just like, I just, it's just, they just, and you're just, you know, as a parent, because you're just sitting. There's, they need, they need you for nothing right. but being here with this kid. So it's like, and we're talking before iPads, iPhones. All of and, them. And, you're not sitting in social your, media. No one was sitting in the trailer watching Netflix when we shot The Wire. That was not, it did not exist. Didn't, wasn't even a thought, bro. Wasn't a thought. <laughs> we had the DVD players at the time, bro. bro. DVD like, and, and the, uh, remember the, the uh, iPod shuffle? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Like, this is, bro, we, we our, our entertainment. So, respect. Yeah. I can only imagine early 90s sitting on a set with your kid. They got to be in school half the time, so you're not even with them. And that's the thing, too. Like, even with school, like, you know, they were cool enough to, with all the days that I did miss, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, there were obviously some days where, I, you know, they knew I was going to be there the whole day. Mm. You know, being the, again, being supportive with that, with the school thing till afterwards. Like, even school kind of just changed for me after that. Like, yeah, it was, it was weird because after The Wire... Thank and I thank God for all the opportunities afterwards. Because for every like for everybody else, it opened very, very, very numerous opportunities. Yes, um, I was able to get casted in a play written by Daniel Beatty, directed by Oz Scott. It was called Resurrection. Um, Oz Scott is the director for 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 for, for, uh, for Color Girls. Oh, okay. I'm um, off or on uh, off Broadway. I want to say and. Um, yeah, man, it was that was a fun production. We started an arena stage in DC, then we went to Connecticut, then we went to Philly. And it oh, was nice. that whole my whole eighth grade year, I was homeschooled. Like right. <laughs> moving around. I, <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> like yeah. it was crazy. In the midst of doing that though, was able to guest on Law and Order, mm-hmm. person of interest, unforgettable, things like that. And it was it just opened a lot of doors. And then that's when the vitiligo kicked in. Got you. you know? Okay. So yeah. that's when my life started to get a little weird. 
yeah, and the, the career started to get a little weird. Yeah, and it's not consistent what they've been seeing. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. Yeah. So so and how what, like what was that what was that experience like for you man. mentally and how you know what I mean? Yeah, when it first popped up, when the vitiligo first popped up, it came on the ears. It came on like the edges of like you know, like your limbs. Yeah, and right. Elbows, ears, lips. Eventually, it spread over. And um, at first it was, it was, it was an adjustment, Mm -hmm. you know, it did mess with my confidence a little bit in the beginning initially. Right. Obviously, because it's like, I don't know what's going on with my skin. Am I going to be okay? Like you're you're getting, and then on top of that, getting comfortable with yourself again, which we already have to do. Every day. Every day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I feel it. So it was it was a process, but eventually I got over it and then I just embraced it and realized, you know, because this was I feel like this was roughly around the time when I really started to embrace it when Ridney Harlow, like, you know what I mean? And then it was like, okay, well, if she's doing it, you know, obviously I can do this. If it were to spread, it's Hasn't really spread too much over the years. It's it does its thing, but right, right. But so yeah, is that is it is it a hereditary thing or is it? It's um, it's an autoimmune disease, and basically, it means that my blood cells are eating at the melanin in my body because they're oh, okay. hyperactive, I should say. And so, essentially, you know, I get the pigmentation, and I'm sure sitting in the sun makes it worse. So I don't tan, but. You gotcha. know, I, I one thing for certain is if I could make this spread, I would definitely make it spread. I want it to spread. Right. I see. What you, I see. What I you want this. To, I want this to go crazy. <laughs> I, I want this to go crazy. I need this joint to go absolutely <laughs> ballistic because yeah, no, it's just unique and it's different. You know what I mean? And your body is like a. It, it, I look at it as artwork in a way, and it's like a tattoo. That's what I was gonna say. A, yeah. A I literally know. I literally know someone who has the hand tattoo, but the yeah, it's just red. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, bro. It's dope. Like it's like a tattoo that changes whenever. Even though if I could voluntarily do it, that obviously that'd be freaking dope. But it does it involuntarily, you know. So, but I, I got over it after a while, and then I got into college, and that's when I think you know. That part of my life was when I started to figure out, okay, I have this, but what do I want to do with it? Is acting still going to be my thing to do? Right. That has always been my first love. Like, I came to college for that. I majored in theater. Like, we want to still do this, but I sing too. <laughs> and, and what's that pivot? What is it? Like, I, what I can I it. do? Like, if I sing, then, oh, should I try to rap? Like, you know, should I start you know, producing, like, what, what you know, because I know I have a talent in this area, right. so let me explore it a little bit. And that's kind of what I did when I got into college. That's Started tough. recording a little bit. I didn't record my first song until I was, like, 21. Maestro, that motherfucker was some shit, but you know <laughs> <laughs> that You know what? I was proud of my, my bro. Bro, you got, proud what of did it. they say? You, uh, I can't remember, but it's like, you got you got to write 100 bad songs to write one, one good one. Like, you know, it's, it, it's with anything though, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you weren't, you didn't just come out the room r- running. Right. Exactly. No, nigga, like you had to crawl, then you walked. And you, that's one thing I feel like a lot of people don't, they, they don't take that into account. Nope. Like you're bad at literally everything. You're bad at literally everything in your life until you go, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be okay with being bad at this. Right. And then you go, I'm good. You know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to do this more hours of the day. And then you start doing it more hours of the day. 10,000 hours. Then all of a sudden you're like, ha ha, I'm getting pretty okay. But that guy, he's really good. Let me practice more hours of the day. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you're really proficient at that. Exactly. But can't heat up a bowl of soup. Like, you see what I mean? Like, this, <laughs> this is life. Gordon Ramsay, that nigga was cooking. Oh, my That's God. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Put Fruity Loops in front of him, the nigga's probably lost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we each have our thing, yeah. bro. But it's, but it's the willingness to put the hours in and to go. Exactly. Fucking do it. Which I'm glad you kept going with it so your first song you did 21 and then from there once i once i made that i started to um i started to kind of explore more i was obviously singing in the gospel choir at church um when i was 15 16 going into you know a little bit of college and then i stopped because we kind of just dissipated and everybody was you know living living their life um we all got older because at my church we were the 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 youth was like we were a tight-knit group. It was always us. Everybody in the church knew us. You know what I mean? So when we went up there, it was like everybody was there. When we were singing, everybody wanted to hear us sing. So when that kind of dissipated, I feel like a little bit of of us kind of dissipated. But I miss my church home. Shout out Outreach Christian Center. I love y'all. And um, yeah, um, was doing that for a long time. And then that's when I kind of just took it seriously. I met a gentleman by the name of Glenn Skywalker. Shout out to Glenn Skywalker. Um, and that's my guy. That's my guy. Um, and that's when he kind of just was the first person to really take me in a studio. And, um, he took the youth choir in the studio and we tried to record a song. Um, <laughs> my like show this. wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. No, no, legit. Like it wasn't bad. It was just that face like, you just made. it was, we had, we had, how do I say this without getting in trouble? We 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 sounded all right. Okay. Let me just put it that way. We sounded all right. The sounds the song at the very end of the day sounded all right. And we didn't release it or nothing. But just for us to hear and to you know, we were gonna play it for the church, that right. never happened. Glad it didn't. But <laughs> but you, yeah, you know. yeah. And um, you know, that's when I started to slowly get experience. Through Glenn, I met a woman named Yvette, who used to sing background for Aaliyah back in the day. Right. And, you know, that's when I really kind of honed my voice um dr Patton, shout out to him he used to he actually used to play piano i want to say for the military bro for i want to say like for the navy like for their band yeah so classically trained dude bro like oc like he is oc so um shout out to dr Patton, man um he gave me my bass so i had all three of these people who kind of like who are like my bass from there, um, I moved up and met a few other people through my friends. And uh, eventually, you know, I started making music through, like, my friend Damon's, um, his brother, his older brother. I went to his studio, uh, recorded two songs. Uh, one of them is called Slow Down. It was an Usher sample in that. I don't even, it's on, it's on Apple Music. That's why I was like, I only, only have two songs. They're from, like, when I was in college. They sound half decent half um yeah half like probably maybe quarter maybe quarter but yeah in today's day and age quarter but you know it was it was cool and i was proud of it and um i was like okay i think i can kind of kind of do this so i i kept giving it a whirl 
Uh, I started really making music with now, currently, a good friend of mine from middle school who, you know, he raps and everything. Shout out Shooter. And um, we are trying to grow together, basically, um, to, to kind of give you an idea. He's, he's, how do we play this? It's like we're playing with this tandem. So suburban hood tandem. Oh, that's dope. what we're oh, playing. Okay, with. I see what you're. Okay, that's so fire. we're playing with that's that. That's fire. If you know, so that's what we're trying to. You know what I mean? Trying to brand. Yeah, it's just the yin and yang. <laughs> you feel yeah, me? Yeah, no, that's dope. Put them together. And so, put them together. Because you know, because they're the middle, cohesive. Yeah, I was about to say, in yeah. the midst of that, there is a middle ground. A middle so ground, I mean, for sure, yeah. So, and you can speak to both sides of every person. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the dynamic we're trying to form as right. Lisa and Shooter, Shooter and Lisa. That is us. Um, we have a song, we, you know, multiple songs. Um, one of them, uh, I told you about with the video, but right, um, right. that's on YouTube. You can go to, uh, and I got to tell you the story. Actually, before I tell you the name of the channel, I have to tell you the story behind the name of the channel. So you, you might laugh. You might not. You might think it's corny. Long story short. Um, my friend was, uh, shooter was talking to somebody. And he was trying to say the word plethora. And he <laughs> plethora. said, prefer. Prefer? Prefer. <laughs> prefer. Like, yeah, you got to kind of like, <laughs> prefer. try and get to the prefer. <laughs> <laughs> so we named it Prefer Network. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell it? P-R-E-F-F-A. Prefer. Prefer Network. <laughs> prefer Network. Because it's a plethora. It's, it's plethora, but it's prefer. It's a so prefer. We but... made it into a slang term. And so like, you know, now you can be like, yeah, about to go hang with the problem, you know. Like, <laughs> I like do, that. About to go like do a problem on the problem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my friends, uh, my friends, is it, is it, ah, is it uncle or cousin? But it, <laughs> he always says, you know, hey man, you got the issue? The issue? <laughs> <laughs> the issue? Somebody, you got the issue? <laughs> and it's a thing, it's funny. Cause it's kind of cold concert. though. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know, go to the crib and smell like that issue. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny. Oh it's funny. It's funny. It's, I that's like it. I don't feel like we have those like we used to. Like we do, but they're dumber. No, like no. There's a guy in Baltimore. I don't know if you follow him, Maestro. I, I, I you're gonna probably laugh because you're like you're gonna be like, what is this guy saying? But like in Baltimore, it makes yes. complete sense. Oh my, bro! <laughs> it's not even complete sense. He has a dictionary, even he sold. But his name is Bibbly Ip Snip. 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 <laughs> my man be snippelating. You feel me on the on the jabopolises and. Yo, oh, like, he's one of those. No, oh, no, he no, no. He, he, he started it. He started it. So. What is the name of the the Jekyll Yang Dictionary? The Jekyll Yang. Jekyll Yang. Jekyll Yang. That's how it's spelled. I promise you, it's the funniest thing ever. But he made this whole language, and so he when he cuts people's hairs and he does the you know the after videos, he's like, yeah, you know, I had to bring his circumference her over her to earn. You feel me? And been talking in his language, and it's like, yo, what is yo saying? <laughs> like, what is he saying? He actually sells a dictionary. He's going a little viral on TikTok right now. There's multiple videos of him and like his like sound bites and shit like on videos. Like it sounds like he's figured it out. He's figured it out, bro. It he out. broke a whole, like he made his own language and broke a whole like he's 
he punched a hole in the friggin' internet. You asked me, cool. bro. No, and, that's cool. And I think that's really dope, man. So like having your own. I mean, bro. Everybody who think how many. I mean, obviously, this is going to one of the biggest people in the world. But also, like, think how many like things Drake made things. Like ha- when people who can play with language and like create yeah. sayings, goaded, bro. That's that's a goat activity. That's a, right that's there. a goat activity. That <laughs> it really is. And, but you're only a goat if you can do it on purpose. That that makes you a goat because some people do it by well, complete I, and sheer coincidence or accident. Yeah, exactly. And it, <laughs> it, it, it just happened. Yeah. And then it, it fell into their lap. Oh, this is just what I'd be doing. Right. And then it's like okay. And then after that one, we. Never hear about yours again. You know? One but, and done. But then you have <laughs> niggas like Drake YOLO. Like you you just right, right I guess you you put it in a song and everyone started saying YOLO. What yeah. was in a zero to a hundred? Real quick. Real quick. Started from started from the, the bottom. bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Drake was cooking, bro. Bro. He 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 does this a, a yeah. lot yeah. too. Like there's try to think who else in our who used to do that? You can say Master P, the whole Cash Money gang. Oh my gosh, bro! Birdman done invented <laughs> Birdman, more words bro. than Webster, nigga. Bro, he, <laughs> he is Merriam-Webster, bro. He he yeah, he's an Urban Dictionary he's and some Master more. Master P, I feel like New Orleans niggas are good at that, bro. They're creative as hell, yeah, bro. Yeah, they are. New Orleans and I think Atlanta, Atlanta they have yeah. like they the South just has some of the craziest vernacular, bro. And it's <laughs> it's crazy. I mean the most bro, like you'd be that's like, true. oh, that's so cold. Like, right. and if if they were to walk up to you and you didn't know what it meant, you would still understand. You'd be like, yeah. Oh, cuz what <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> hey, that's I'll never forget my homie spins came out here. And he was telling me like he always comes every uh, like comes out here every he don't be in LA much so like what uh, every year and a half two years he'll pop out he always comes with a new batch of vernacular like let let me tell you he came here and he told me he said these boys up next this was in like 2012 uh-huh. 11 and I'm like who are these niggas they just keep saying Versace because he. He actually be in the field and like enjoy. Right. He know he know who's coming, bro. He came back. He was like, man, hey, that's Cap, bro. And I'm like, the hell is Cap? He's like, man, like that's Cap. Like that's he. He, <laughs> and he explains to me, he's like, like that's that's bullshit. That's right. you lying. I'm like, Cap, Cap. That's I was like, like who thought of that, who thought bro? Hat. Like what? Are, <laughs> cap, bro, it's cap, and and literally, then I started seeing like it hit here, and I'm just like, oh, so everybody's you know thug saying in songs, you say so, and then all of a sudden, every people in LA is like, oh, he's capping, yeah, yep, what spread like wildfire, bro, spread like wildfire. Everybody was saying cap. Everybody. There's another one they say out there. It's like, uh, hey, like that's the wig. You heard that one? The way. The is it the way? Is it the? I thought it was the wig. Is it the wig? I don't don't cite me. On I'm it. trying to think, <laughs> but like, I think it's the wig. I think it's like the wig. It, it's like a the thing. Like that's the wig. Like that's like that's like that's, that's the wig. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a wig. That that is nonsense. <laughs> I, hold on, I want to see if it's the wig. Yo, there's like, no way, bro. I'm w- telling you, new worship. Used what does. Gen Z said, who started saying wig during the premiere? No, I did. He finished by saying wig. No, that's not what I'm looking for. 
Urban Dictionary, wig is short phrase. No. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It might be the, I don't know. I'm trying to think. In the South, I don't know too much Southern vernacular. Yeah, I don't like, know a, a whole. I, I, what's cool, though, is they have vernacular and they have accents. Like, Baltimore has heavy accents. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> too stupid. Hot dog. What you trying to do? What you, it, trying do, you trying to do, dummy? It, 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 it's it's, it's <laughs> wild. It, it's crazy how it doesn't, it's specific too. Yeah. Like it doesn't bleed over into other places. I love that about that. They, yeah, they have yeah. their own. That's why the whole DMV conversation and everybody who's from the DMV knows this. The whole DMV conversation comes into effect because Baltimore, bro, they're like, we're not part of them. We're right. our own friggin' thing. Like, we are right. our own planet. I we have it. our own orbit over here. <laughs> fuck you, niggas. That, that is really what they be <laughs> they on. They be on that. Bro, it, it don't be full on fuck you, niggas. But it's just be like, yeah, like, keep us out of y'all conversation because we're Baltimore. We're our own thing. Like, we over here. Uh, and then you have D.C., Maryland, Virginia. When you say Virginia, you're talking like... I see what you're saying because you're saying D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Yes. But Baltimore is a bit like, it's it's like it ain't Maryland. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, what it is. Mind you, it's it? the biggest city in the state. But right. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Baltimore is its own thing. And then that conversation comes into play. But they, they, they like to have their own. Right. I feel it. That's just been them. Yeah. Since even back when we were when we were kids, yeah, that's facts, been yeah. them. And so that's why I respect it. When mm -hmm. I got to college, it was the same thing. Like, because that's when I really it really opened my eyes because I had never really talked to anybody from Baltimore after the wire I until see. I got to Bowie. I shit you not. Oh. I went to college and met people from Baltimore. And that's when it was like, yo, these are the people I was around. Like, right. I see what you're saying. Like. Because we never really, I, I, at least I didn't really interact with anybody that was on the street. Because, you know, they used to pull people off the street sometimes and pull them in the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I you know, yeah, so yeah. I never really interacted with them. Yeah, you were, t you were 11. 10, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, so meeting them in college when I got older, it was like, oh, shit, like, they have a whole right, accent. Everything is just, oh, shit, you guys are, like, different for real. Like, y'all yeah. have dances. Y'all have the, that separate every, every Your I culture is completely at. Different. That's when it really hit me. I was like, I got bigger respect for y'all. Yeah. Like way bigger respect because I didn't understand that when I was younger. Right. And also, you don't have the people who are actors, right? So you're also thinking like maybe this is the thing they do on the show. Right. I don't, yeah. I see what you mean. Because yeah, I I didn't realize any of that until I got there. And I, even the way, uh, because I, I lived in Fells Point when we were shooting that, and even going to the neighborhoods to film because you know it was all on location basically, right. and just seeing the environment and seeing that you're just like oh damn right this is like and mind you you know south side of chicago i didn't see but it's so different on the east coast like even the way it's set up yep like our bad neighborhoods don't now some of them do but they didn't look the same it, it was a different kind because of, even the way things are spaced out we don't have a bunch of row houses next to each other and type of deals like that so even when we filmed uh when i filmed inside of what was miss anna's house or you mm -hmm. know where, and i remember i was like Man, this is a crazy set. And somebody was like, it wasn't like uh Grips or somebody was like, no, somebody lives here. I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like, you know, yeah. like damn. Okay, yeah. like it's it's, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. different, bro. I mean, like that that's really what even after doing the show, it made me realize, like, man, like it, I, I'm happy to be a part of something that yeah if nothing else, sheds light on 
how shit really is. Like, I'm happy we all have heartbreaking storylines because that's the majority, right? Like, that's in, like, that is not, that is not the minority. You can say it's <laughs> sad. I'm not even going to give you, if you come from certain environments, you do something, I'm not even going to give you 60%, 70%, are going, uh, going one direction. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but you know, we, in television and media, you don't really see that. They don't you, present that at all. No, actually. it's everybody ends up like Neymar. Yeah. Everybody, you know, oh, no, it's not that. Or, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And it's like, <laughs> nigga, I need boots first. <laughs> you feel me? No, matter of fact, fuck them boots. Can I get some socks? Right. If I get some socks, then I'll start we- looking for boots. And then I'll try to pull myself up by those. Right. But, but secondhand t- boots might break. Right. Like, it, it, it makes no, it makes no sense. Right. You know, um. You need some kind of foundation in order to. A plant can't grow without any water, or sun, or, or sun, <laughs> or soil. So if you can't figure out one of the at least those three out of three, it will never happen. Right. And it's, you know, unfortunate. But yeah, being a part of that show and then just the the lessons, the life lessons, and things I take away from it now, just as I'm growing up, and I'm just like, oh damn. It's unfortunate, though, to see that so many things that are addressed in that show just completely still haven't changed. Yeah. And, that, yeah, everything that I feel like the show encompasses in different aspects mm. in every season still happens today. Yeah. It's still very much relevant. Mm. So, like, you know, with more access and more information and more... Because, see, here's the weird thing now. I think that's another thing I love about it. It's a... The Wire did a great job of still having you root for maybe the underdog or the bad or the bad guy to an extent, but at the same time, it never really glorified any of their no. lives. That's the coolest thing. Cause I think, you know, you watch a lot of shows now. It's like with, with crime comes all this great shit. Right. No, they were, let's be real. All those guys, regardless of how much money they had, whether it's Avon, whether it's Stringer, whether it's, they all were living with the, with not, the stresses they had to I was deal about with. I to say, not abysmally, with, yeah, but like. Yeah, but like, it, they weren't living. In, you're, you still got to be in the same neighborhoods, basically, doing the same shit you were doing when you were younger. So like, you really haven't, like you, the power is dope. Yes. The, the, the power that comes with it. I, I get that. I can understand that. But when you look at it, it's like, man, there's people who are not even making your kind of money right. living better, you know? And I think they just did a good job of keeping it grounded. Objective. And objective yeah. and real where it's like, okay, you the man. Yeah. Around here. That's it. <laughs> and that's just, where we draw. And just here. Just like, here. It's, it's and it, and they did a really good job just showing all aspects of that as well. Like, yeah. you good right here. You the man. Right. You do man things around here. You know what not to do and what to do mm-hmm. in this area that you own. Right. And that was that. And you might be the man around here, but uh, this is Clay Davis. <laughs> and what Clay Davis does right. is put mayors into office. And Carcetti. Now he's doing pretty well. Even, even the actor, he's doing pretty damn yeah, well. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but just saying, it's funny when you look at this, the scheme of the world though, like it, it I, just now, I don't feel that we have that. I feel that we're in a age where most content that is negative of any sort or is, it, 
it's more glorified and it's glorified in a way that isn't realistic. Basically. Correct. You know, it's, it's glorified in a way that's like, this shit don't really happen like this and things be a lot worse off. But that's what people want to see. You know, we want to see, oh, what if this happened? Like, you know, right. the, there's a lot of what ifs that people, what if some, like in these movies now, I've seen like a couple of these movies now, like where this very famous person is hooking up with this regular friggin' Joe. Like that typical yeah. bullshit ass shit that would Princess, never happen. Princess Diaries. You at it's least like, look, you at least gotta be Meghan Markle. Why are you lying? <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you at least gotta be on TV. You, are, you gotta be something. doing something. something Don't yeah. lie. Why are you lying? That is very that you know? is very true. So it's yeah. it's it's I think that's what they're trying to get to people is like, oh, all the what ifs that people think about. What if, you know, I had a million dollars and with this million dollars, you know, I could, you know, be a president or do, you know, some right. all kinds of just the stupid shit. It's yeah. all stupid shit. Just <laughs> you said it, it's shit that shit, shit that people think about that they would rather rather do with their lives than they're currently doing. Basically. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I, th- I almost feel like it's a it's a. Uh... Same way they say it's uh, uh, we have so many black projects that are just trauma porn. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the same idea. It's like, I'm tired of them. I I sit there and I go, how are we still in a space where we know the story, right? And it's not like any of these movies are giving us more insight into it. Now, don't get me wrong. If if we had movies that were like, oh no, we're going to show you slavery multiple times, but we're going to. Really, exactly. We're gonna really tell the stories, and they're really. But I feel like that would be more of an independent type mm-hmm. project, because why is you know Warner Brothers or Universal making me a movie about slavery? Right. Let's just be real. That that doesn't really make a ton of sense, especially based on the strike. Right, right. right. I don't really know if I want to buy that from y'all. Right. Um, and also, it's, it's like a roots. I'm happy. Whoever I I, I think that was NBC, so that mm-hmm. might have been Universal, huh? But. It didn't come from Universal. It came from Alex Haley, and, right. it, and it followed a a stretch of things. And it it I've heard things about it. Maybe, maybe it was true. Maybe it was either way. It was more true to form, and they didn't in that era. I felt they did a good job of not sugarcoating it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but now I don't love the narrative that always comes with it. Just because, also, I feel like we're in a very different place in society. Yeah, like Sensitive. it it it. it I wouldn't say hyper. I wouldn't even. Well, let me take that back. Not sensitive, but just like no. It's you know, people are very sensitive. People are very yeah. sensitive now, more so than ever. But <laughs> more so than ever. But I think it's because we're aware of more things we can be right. sensitive to, and certain things that back in the day would have been like, "Hey, no one gives a fuck. Move on." Now is like, "No, you must." We need to talk. Yes, this. we got to talk about the, yes. Like yes. Uh, you know, like it's. Uh, piss somebody off enough at work now it's an hr issue i i I don't think things work that way in the 70s right you know what i mean like did they have hr in the 70s i don't know but you see what i'm getting at that's a good question it's like (laughs) come on you know i know that there were still morals in the 70s oh yeah for sure there was you know work ethics sense of decency Mm -hmm. so therefore uh there were people who were violating their morals and sense of decency i'm sure but there was no department that you had to talk to and i just I think we're just in a very sensitive era and in an era where people don't quite. They don't want to have to work as hard as 
I'm, I'm trying to work this right. People don't, people are quick to, to say that they've been, uh, to be sensitive and to feel like someone's doing something to them, but they won't take that extra time to look at the other person. Yes. That's more what I'm trying to, to say. To be objective. To be objective. You said that earlier. <laughs> Object- objective. I love the word because I just feel like it's it's a it's a great word to kind of just reel yourself back in. Like, bro, when you look at things from an objective standpoint, you get to see the whole picture. You know mm-hmm. how they say, you know how they say half glass, uh, yeah, glass, half, glass full, half empty or, or half, glass half yeah. full. Yeah. If looking at it something subjectively, that's a half, half, oh my God. It's a glass half full. Glass half full. (laughs) You feel me? Or no, glass, yes, glass Glass, half full. Yes, you're right, exactly. Jesus Christ. Mm. And then looking at things from objectively, it's glass half empty. So it's like, you know, you got to kind of just be like, oh, okay, well, taking one side with the other. Right. And kind of formulating, okay, well, now that I understand and being able to understand and it's not, it's the comprehension of things. It's not mm-hmm. even so much knowing it. It's the comprehension. It's yes. the understanding. But understanding that there's different sides to everything and forming your opinion based off of the facts of those two things. And that's really just, you there know, we go. I'll, you <laughs> just said everything I was trying to say much more eloquent. Yeah. <laughs> and number one, objectively and looking at the facts. Yes. Two things that people are sensitive about because they don't want to do. And then and lazy. that I mean, gets you, it, yeah. And then that gets people in trouble right. because you can't. Oh well, you rub them the wrong way. Like, well, you know, if you have a convert, if I rub you the wrong way, when we have a conversation, right? Then it's over. But if we don't have a conversation or ever find understanding, we're both being subjective. Yeah, now no. <laughs> and that fixes no one's problems. And then you go talk shit about me. I talk shit about you. And then it's all the, like for 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 what for what. And that's the thing. I think that at the very end of the day, it's all about being able to face, like you said, the facts. Yeah, because that's hard for everyone to do. Exactly, it's, it's everybody has. But a that, problem and, but and you can get lost in your phone and on social media, and you don't have to face any of those facts. You know why? Because your algorithm is going to be whatever facts you believe in. Exactly, they're going to just shove them right in your face. Oh, this is what. Oh, yeah, this is what you like. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, get more of that. The Earth's flat. Come on, <laughs> check that out, huh? <laughs> Bro, I just started. I just listen. I just started golfing. Less than. Less than two months ago. Really? Oh, I love it. Maestro Woods. But no, I'm like addicted. But you know, watch a couple YouTubes, all of a sudden, hey, Titleist has the new putter for I'm like, I'm getting golf. I got golf ads the same day I Googled golf clubs. It's just like it's it's they so, hear everything. They know everything. <laughs> they know what you're thinking about starting. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, come on, bro. It's like, crazy. And I feel like that's it's it's we're in this instant gratification era too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants things to happen right away. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've had to learn even now, like having moved to California. Right. You know, I moved here and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm talking with my manager, you know, he's got some things lined up. I'm like, in my mind, I'm I'm on this high, but I'm just like really back in my subconscious, like, yo, like, you know, things don't always, you know, they seem peachy. Right. But just be prepared. Right. For things to fall through. You know this industry. You've been in it for 20 plus years. Right. So it's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, use your brain. Like, don't, don't, 
disappoint yourself. Right. And, and also, like we even talked about when you first got here, it was just don't disappoint yourself and don't be quick. Like you said, instant gratification. Don't be quick to what you weren't. But to, to be like, okay, you know what? This isn't working out. I don't, I don't know if being out here is really what to I should quit. Do. Yeah. <laughs> to quit. Thank you. See, I, I, I like you. See, some, <laughs> some people, I, the way I say things, I'm like, yeah, you know, you want to be a fucking quitter. And they're like, huh, huh, huh. I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, are you quitting? Right. Then that would make you a quitter. quitter. Yeah. But, and that's my point. Don't be quick to quit. Uh, and unless you see, and don't get me wrong, there's pivots too. And they're right. seeing other avenues and they're seeing, but you got to give, I, I feel like time is one of the biggest I have I, time is what I base mostly everything on, whether that's how good you can be at something, how much I can trust you, how, you know, how well things can go. Right. Like you have to have a benchmark of time because don't get me wrong. Yes. There have been people I've met and I thought they were great people the first month I met them and they ended up being great people years later. Right. Then there's people I met and I thought they were the great people when I first met them in that month. Didn't fuck with them three months later. You, you Time. I'd, I can't. I can't even know what you're dealing with until time right you know with anything so yeah don't don't play your hand or fold thinking you know and i i I don't think you will but i know that i've seen a lot of people when they oh i'm gonna give myself a month yeah i don't put a time the game don't work like that i don't put a time frame on shit because you're gonna disappoint yourself right away and and that's the thing like it's all it's all about the willingness. It's all about the want to. It's the want to get there, no matter how long it takes. Mm-hmm. If you really want it, because if it takes twenty years to get it, thank you. Are you gonna wait twenty years to to get what you want? Bro, I ha- I was having this conversation literally with uh, another person on the podcast, and we said the same thing. And I was like, well, because I was like, if you if you start something and you don't finish it, I was like, well, I guess you really didn't want to do that. Like it, it's okay. Once again, it's okay. Yeah, there's it's nothing fun. wrong nothing with it. Nothing wrong with that. But, but like you, saw, you told me you wanted to be Michael Jordan, and you, and you, and, 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 and come on, you went Kwame Brown yeah, on you me. Went, you went, <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, oh, bro. bro. Man, this is a, you, I, I guess you just didn't. You just you really didn't want to do it. You didn't, you didn't want to do it that bad. You you kind of did. You had a. What is the word? You had you were enthused about it. You yeah. were you were uh, I'd like to be Tiger Woods. That'd be you, you I, aspire. I aspire. It'd be great. If I wanted to be Tiger Woods, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this fucking I'd be podcast. on the fucking green. Be, thank you. Four. <laughs> like this is what I'm saying, bro. Like it, it, that's and that's how I even that's how I jab myself. I'd be like, oh, okay, you don't you say this shit. You don't really want to be. You don't really, because if you wanted to, you do you it. You do it anyway. Because there's somebody else who has it way worse, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. There's somebody no one's ever seen before. They re- they walk into rooms. There's nothing on their resume. People are like, I don't give a fuck. Right. And you know what? They're still doing it. Yep. And then what? When you're sitting on your couch because you gave up, and you're like, hey, why this guy get all the... And that's the thing. You know, when people, and, and this is one thing that kind of I saw with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like... Imagine seeing somebody starting something, right? And they're starting it and you're like, oh, you know, they started it and they're, mm. they're starting to be consistent with it. Like right. we were talking about way before. And, um, you know, they're being consistent. And that time that they're being consistent between, let's say, a year passes, bro. 
you're sitting here thinking, oh, a year's passed. Now they're on to doing big shit, right? Right. This lapse in between, it's like, what were you, that, that, none of that motivated you in between. None of that made you think. Like, mm. you're just literally time passed and you're just watching them, watching them glow. And it's like, bro, where's the motivation? Where's, where's the fucking spark? You feel me? Like, you gotta be able, that's the thing. And I did, and that's when it was like, it hit me because I seen a young man who, who I know, um, who's mm. just doing great things right now. Um, this was like a few years back. And, you know, it kind of like hit me. It was like, damn, like, you know, he's doing some good shit. And I'm kind of just, you know, I'm not quite there, right. you know? And it kind of just hit me. And it was like, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to get back on my shit. I need to really start putting my foot down. I need to start doing the things that I don't want to do. You mm-hmm. feel me? And that's it being, like you said, uncomfortable. And that's, what I, you know, I'm learning to embrace is the uncomfortability of situations. Bro, because if you feel comfortable, it's not. It's, it's not over. Doing what's you? you know? It's not doing anything. Yeah, you feel it's me? like if I if I told you I said just do one push up a day, you wouldn't get bigger. I mean, yeah, it's better than doing no push ups a day. I'll give you that. If you look, if you want the if you want one participation trophy, yeah, you, <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm anyone who's my friend. I'm not giving you that. It's no, you you. If you're going to do this, you okay? You maybe you do one, and then day two you do two, and then you do. I'm not mad at your system, but you gotta be putting in more work. You gotta be putting in more work, yeah. and if it and if it doesn't suck at all ever, then it, it's not working. That's it. It's it's not working, and that's the thing. It's like I'm trying to be uncomfortable, or trying to be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation is truly a process. It's like it's like getting in an ice bath, bro. Like you feel me? Like I did that a few weeks ago, and bro, it was, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But once you're in there, though, your body kind of adjusts. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that moment in between, and I think that's what I'm trying to learn as a person to start really utilizing. It's the moment in between you start something, and when you get to where you get to either a point or where you want to be in your life. You feel me? Where you're where you weren't before. It's that time in between. It's like really taking that into account and really. What's the word I want to use? Like, make like making the day count. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, making that shit count. Make it count. Right. With this, like now, I'm starting. I'm starting to stream on Call of Duty. You can follow me on Twitch, Gleesh XX. You feel me? Get to that. Get to that. Get and to I'll be that. spanking shit. <laughs> bro, and it's even when it's things you can enjoy, like like you said, like streaming video games. Do it. There's so many things that you can be doing and just doing consistently. And, Especially because people know you from things and you can grab an audience, you know, which fortunately everybody doesn't even have that piece, you right. know, and it's it, same thing. Hey, same thing. I'd be sitting here trying to figure out it's, but I almost feel like you can't fail if you do that. Like this is why I have one of the, it, it, I'm not going to say you're going to succeed fast either, but I'm saying in any, yeah, like, no, you, get, but you can't fail if you're consistent and you keep going. You, you never fail. fail. You, you know, when you fail. Just don't die before it happens. Exactly. That's, that is that is the end of the that's game. When you fail. That's when you fail. That's when you fail. Game over. The, the game where you're like, oh shit, but I only needed more time. I only had one life left. <laughs> that's it. That would suck. But, but, but you know what I think, though? I think there is a, you know, an alternate reality in our mind where what that is, is you're 43 years old. 
something crazy happens in your life, mm-hmm. you get your shit together. Oh, here he comes. Dave is coming back. He's going to fucking... <laughs> Dave dies at 60. Right. <laughs> but it was like, what was Dave doing to 43? Ah, well, you know, he started college. He got to drop down. Started drinking a lot. Exactly. Then he died. Exactly. He had two ex-wives. Oh, well, Dave been bullshitting for like a solid... I mean, think, if you if you get ideally, ideally, if we could get 80 years, just like if we could get that guaranteed, no questions asked, you do realize like 50% is 40. So at that point, you're already like... There is no time to bullshit, yeah. my friend. Like, And then think of how much bullshitting time happened as a child for... Fortunately for you and myself, it was a lot less than most people. We grew up fast. Yeah, but as a child, bro, let's let's be real. Like, I remember how many days I just sat and gamed all day. Yeah. You know, like, bullshitting, bro. (laughs) Like, I have no bills. I got nothing going on. Shit, I'm just going to kick it. I'm going to watch some TV. You feel me? You know what I mean? and And like I said, kudos to my parents. I always had lessons and stuff like that. But you still have those days of just, like, nothing's pressing. What I got to do tomorrow? School. What I'm going to do? I'm going to go kick it with my friends real right. quick. I'm gonna, you know, once you get out of your out of that, get into your 20, 20s, you start realizing, teens, 20s, you, okay, well, I, well, I got to do some shit. But, like, no. Like, I feel like past 21, that clock, All that time, yeah, that clock that starts, clock bro. Because it's been started, Yeah. now it's really It's started. on. Like, it's on, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like, get your shit together, start preparing, or get in right. like get it in gear bro and that's what my parents were kind of just telling me like you know you're getting to that point now where you got to kind of figure out what the fuck you want to do bro because you know at this point and it's crazy and i meant to tell you i meant to, i wanted to bring this up i wanted <laughs> yeah. to bring this up because it's crazy when you guys when you and jermaine were talking about how much you guys are getting paid it was like whoa because i sat back and i'm i looked at, at what i made and i'm just like yo you motherfuckers made what i made in two days and no, I made that and in two You know what's funny? Bro, I'm glad, in two days, I'm bro. glad you even brought this up because I had thought it was one of those like passing questions. I was like, ah, because, you know, I, I, I'm not making it about this. But I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I know how these games go. I've worked on network shows where my, I was recurring and then they just keep bumping up yep. my recurring rate, even though I've been in like 30. Two episodes. <laughs> like, so I'm basically a series regular, but at the same time, you know, same idea as The Wire. I guess I'm supposed to be appreciative that right. I keep getting called back, right? right? But as you grow and you see other actors and other people, you know, might not always have as much melanin as yourself or, my, or me, then you start to see, oh... Y'all be getting paid for real though, mm-hmm. like what, like what you're mm-hmm. really supposed to make for. And it crossed yep. my mind. I thought I was like, I don't know if Canard and like Donut and Blow Up made the same. And I, I feel like past us, because the way they did us was it was favorite nations. Mm-hmm. So it was it was literally we all got paid the same. It was, it was like ninety five hundred bucks an episode, something like that. And it's like didn't even get to the you know five digits. Yeah, but. Uh, per episode, mind you, we're all living in different states, right? Like none of us are from here, you know. None of us have. What are we talking about? Right. You know? Plus, our parents aren't working. Like let's like, let's just really break it down, like right. so people understand like how far really that's supposed to go. Yeah, you know. And we only did was it 12, 12, 13 episodes a season, roughly. Yeah, roughly because it was a little different yeah. some seasons. 
Yeah, so you're looking at like what you're gonna say ninety grand before taxes. Yep, just about and, about hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and yeah, but before taxes and before agencies and before once again, fortunately for me, and it sounds like for you, like your parents had their thing going. They was they didn't have to, but like that yeah. was not the case for all of us. Yeah. Some of them had to really help their families. Yeah. So now you look at that, and then also the trips. The I, I remember Julito the gas Tristan, they were taking money. The, they were taking the the bus back and forth from New York. You know what I mean? Like trying to make it and like, that's why I like respect to them too. Like yeah. trying to make it happen for the opportunity, you Telling know? You. And it's just like, yeah. And they, I'm sure they were like, Hey, but we only got this. Right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was once I found out, and I, I found out when I was like, cause I, they put a Coogan account for me. They made right. a Coogan account. And like, yeah, you can't touch this shit. Right, exactly, yeah. And the day came where I was like, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time. <laughs> and we used it. I used some of that money, of course, for college. Right. Um, And then at that point, it came to, you know, to me that, like, I'm like, all right. I stumbled upon an opportunity where my mother got me into a government job. Oh, nice. And so I started going to school part-time because I'm like, Oh, this is this is the finesse. Like, right. I'm here. Like, this is this is the true finesse. Mm-hmm. And as God has it, things didn't work out. And so, you know, that that situation even to this day has me bitter. But we'll go past that. But <laughs> but yeah. Can you can you go a little deeper into it? So <laughs> Yeah, because I kind of want to hear the story now. I was working at a call center okay. for for the government is what I will say. Okay. And long story short, my boss, man, she was a motherfucking hater, dog. Like, okay. straight up. Like, the first interaction when she first got there, I don't know, for me, like, and maybe I was just being young and dumb and didn't understand the workforce. But, like, bro, like, if I'm, let's say me and you, right, we're having a fucking conversation. You're sitting next to me, like, to my right, though, yeah. right? You're, me and you are sitting here talking. There's somebody behind us. With their back to us, right? right? And maybe this is petty. Maybe this is. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe this is. You, you know, whatever. But she has her back to us and she's talking to someone else. And I'm talking to this person. And so she's obviously having to air hustle to hear our conversation. Right. She has to be tuning out whatever's in front of her to hear what's going on over here. So I had said something where she had interpreted as I said something about losing my job. And I said, no, that's not what I said. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you all up in my conversation for? Like, and she didn't take lightly to how I kind of went to her because I sort of to the uh, side and I was like, yeah, like, I don't appreciate you being in my... Oh, so, oh, so you, did she take you to the side? No, I took her to the side. I said, yeah, no. Oh, you, this, you was like, you were too <laughs> securing yourself, sir. In a job force situation, you taking the boss to the side. Hey, listen, hey, listen real quick. I don't really appreciate you listening to my conversations while I'm here working. Why are you talking to me when your whole back is to me? What the no, hell? Is I it? feel you. Though. You feel I, me? I, I get. I get it. But when but yeah. you're not in normal world, yeah, exactly. In job world. Yo, I went Rambo. I went Rambo, and so she had a vendetta against me for a whole year, bro. Okay. Um, because yeah, because that's not a fireable offense, but that's a. I'm gonna keep my eye on you. Yeah, that's a. a oh, you, you. That's a. Ooh, little nigga. I cannot. <laughs> like, I cannot wait. Ooh, right. right. I cannot wait. Right. First and, day you late, nigga. <laughs> 
was Strike on one. ass, right. was waiting so long to give me employee of the month, like all that shit, bro. Like, cause I used to do my doing there, bro. I was yeah. top performer in that motherfucker, all that shit. Right. But long story short, got fired and never been fired from a job at this point. So mind you, right. you know, I'm like, like, fuck. Like, I just lost a really good job. Right, right. I'm like, I got fired at that. It's not like I got laid off. I got fired. Fired, like no stipend and yeah, ben- benefits gone. All of that's gone, bro. Like all of it, and so it was. It was. It was a bit of a hit to me, a little bit. No, I feel and then from there, you know, as some actors are out here, I'm sure even in in this in this beautiful state, you know, you got to find another job. You got to find something to sustain yourself, bro. Oh, yeah. I went from working to from there to Nordstroms to. Uh, what GameStop too? <laughs> you were like, where are they paying? Where are they paying, bro? Nah, give me the grunion, like that's yeah. all I need. Like, just give me the money, bro. But of course, in stuff that I would, you know, don't mind doing. Obviously, I like fashion. I like to dress, bro. I like to put that shit right. on. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I, I went into Nordstrom's, GameStop, bro. I, I love to game, specifically Call of Duty. I am that guy. I am that guy. I wish I could talk some shit. I am I that can't, guy. I can't because I'm not good at those games at all. But if I was, I'd be like, oh, oh you can't do shit. I'm <laughs> telling you. Bro, no, only, again, that's a whole, Call of Duty is a whole separate conversation. But GameStop, bro, um, where else, bro? That's when I eventually got into working into the automotive industry and okay. being an estimator. Gotcha. So, like, you know, when you get in an accident, I'm writing your estimates or whatever, dealing with the insurance companies. Cheap. Oh, oh yeah, we, <laughs> we we know about yeah. Come on, bro. Um, and yeah, man. So I've I've literally done it all. As I said before, like we mm. were talking, like anything in that area, like I feel it. I I do anything, bro. I yeah. literally do anything. Yeah, you like, well, you just you know how to work, and I feel I feel like that kind of work ethic comes from being like I know my, even myself being a child actor mm-hmm. like, even my and my dad also had me like working with him and just you know doing performances and I always had a sense of regardless of if I was incredible at what I was doing or okay or terrible I still had a sense of oh well this you know there's a way to do things right you know a sense of uh, I'm not going to half ass this exactly. like let me if I'm going to do it I'm going to show up on time. I'm, I'm going to be the best mother... If I'm, exactly. If I'm a corn chucker, I'm um, going to be the best motherfucking <laughs> corn chucker on the motherfucking planet. <laughs> feel me? No, I, I, I feel you, bro, because that's all, that's all that... Imagine if everyone just did that. Oh, man. Just the world would be a whole the, different... The world would be a different place. What? I'm, imagine if every cop said, hey, I'm going to be the best cop in the world i want to drop this I, <laughs> bro bro no like you understand like that we would have none of the problems of, because we once again we all n- know what morality is and we yep. all know so in theory if you were trying to do your job to the best of your ability if every doctor which i'm hoping more are but if every doctor did to the best of their ability bro do you understand where we it, probably cure shit we well even think of this, it would raise the normal rate because now the guy who even works at McDonald's or the girl who works at McDonald's is like, well, no, 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 no. I'm going to be the best damn whatever. And then guess what? She doesn't work fries for that long. All of a sudden, she's not at the counter anymore. Right. All of a sudden, she's she's doing regional because the lady who did who did no, she's doing uh, what is it? Uh, local first, right? And because the lady she's doing the district, yeah, because mm-hmm. the lady who doing she's district, district. she's now moving up to regional. Right. And the <laughs> cycle would yep. keep happening. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we do not live in this fantasy world that I have just created. Unfortunately, for- <laughs> man. We, we live far from it. We live in a world where motherfuckers are just, I don't know, the awareness is on well, also, F-tier. There's, well, also, it's because think of the awareness of, think of our awareness. Think of what we're even aware of. I think that's the first issue. I guarantee you that majority of people in this, I'm speculating, but I guarantee you that the majority of people that we know could list 20 influencers before they could list 20 people who work in government. Shit, I'll give you 10. Five. Probably could give you only 10. No, but here's my point. And I, I definitely reprimand myself for that being that way as well. Yeah. But I care to know more. And then I, but then I started realizing, whoa, 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 wait, why don't I never know none of this shit? Oh, you don't know any of this shit because look at who you follow on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. But look at who I'm you call that shit Twitter. <laughs> but look, look at who you're following on Instagram. Look at who you're following. Look at the account. Right. Just look. That's why you don't see it. Right. But oh, but check out this, uh, this yacht that uh, Megan Thee Stallion's Twerking oh, you're right. You want to see that? You want to see a lot of that, don't like, you? Yes, I do. But goddamn, right? Shit. I can't see her and Mitch McConnell like not side by side. Please don't do that to me. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be yo, yo. You know what you need? Yo. Oh, now that's a video. You take the video of Mitch McConnell not being able to breathe next to where it's like he's looking and make. Now that's yo, that would go viral. That, that would go bro. viral. Uh, but that's my point, though. It's just the fact of we we got to And I feel like we got to do the same with the people. But even when we're talking about finding your tribe out here. And blah, 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 but like you got to do it with people who you who you're around, too, because we, you know, we paired each other's thoughts to an extent. And, you know, if you got one person paired in a lot of bullshit, like at some point, you know, all of it might not stick, but something's going to stick. You know, what I mean, if you would have came over here and I was just in a really fucked up mood, like I'm not saying like you. That would that would exchange, vice versa. Like it, there'd be something, you know. And I don't owe you that, and you right. don't owe me that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just it's it's interesting sometimes to just kind of see like how people are in terms of certain relationships with, like, were you saying with the tribe thing, like mm. meeting new people. Like for me, when I meet these people, you know whoever my tribe will be, you know, and mind you again, like I was telling you before I got people here, shout out, shout out my man, Chase, Genosis, his, he's got a brand and this is, he made these. Oh, handmade. I was literally just looking at the pants. One of ones, you feel me? But I I like to, I like to wear, you know, and represent my friend's stuff. I'm always going to support my friend's stuff. So like, you know, keeping in contact with guys like him, you know, um, again, uh, like I was telling you, I have a friend that's a grad student at USC. She's doing digital and social media. So she wants to be like on her Issa Rae, like, you feel me? Like, and I love that for her. You feel me? And she's dope. And she also wants to act too. So, you know, it's being around and trying to form that family and meeting these people and getting in, developing deeper relationships is, it's a, it's interesting to see. Yeah. Well, it's just like you said, you were like, there's somebody you knew and you said you saw in the course of a year, you saw where they were and where they went. And then you said, oh, whoa, yeah. And listen, I've, especially being in this game that long, I've had those people too. And it's like, first off, if you don't feel a little jealous, you don't want it as bad. 
That's one thing I will I'm say. And mother, but, but you got to know how to harness that and use that as motivation, as motivation and, and not as hate hate on that person because it's it's almost once again like you said breaking down the facts like i'll see somebody i'm like man this motherfucker gets it you know how long i've been right okay fine you feel that way what the fuck was he doing 15 years ago okay maestro sit down hmm maybe he figured out something in this time while you we're doing what you were doing, doing, and now you're here, yeah, and you have man. to just figure out blah blah blah. Yep. But you see, it's possible because you know a year ago that nigga wasn't doing that. You right, and you were doing it years ago. And, and, you, know, <laughs> and you know that made me realize with a lot of people. And you know what I'd be like? I'd be like, man, respect, because I know, I know the sun don't shine forever, but damn, you know what? I hope it does for you. Exactly. Like real shit. Exactly. I, I really hope it does for you because I know how I know how this shit can be. Thank you, man. You know, like, but when you get it, know what to do with it. Oh yeah. And I think, and I think, but that's another thing that you gotta, you gotta get it, have it dwindle, and then realize, wait a minute, right, wait, right, wait, no, wait, where's it going? Been, <laughs> doing that shit. Why am I not doing more of this? What am I doing wrong? Right. But yeah, man. Speaking of. Got a gift for you. Got you a... Uh, no As I speak shit. about having another hustle. Got you a... Uh, I, I got to make another one of these. I'm trying to think if there's ever a photo of all of us. Cause it's that scene, but it's it's that scene on your shirt, but I feel like it's the wider it's shot. It's the wider shot. So we got. I want to find a way to do like one with like even with like donut. Like Nathan, yeah. Us. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like man. I want to I find... But this, this you? Oh, man. Oh, of course, God, of course, it. brother. Hell, but thank yeah, you we, so we, much. we definitely, I'm definitely gonna make some, uh, yeah. some, some Kamar, Canard. Uh, oh my God, Kamar. yo. Yeah, we gotta do something because that's it, bro. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh man, yeah, thank you so it. much, no, bro. Man. This is it's fucking brother. dope, man. You know, nobody don't got this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking drip, nigga. <laughs> oh, love me some drip. Oh, oh, love me nah. some drip. Yeah, man. What are your just the goals you're setting now for music? That you're just the things you you know how I even told you yeah. I was like I'm trying to get to a hundred. Right. You know what I mean? I'm so what what is your goal? My goal right now, individually, because because again, yeah. I want to, and I guess here's a way here's now a chance for me to kind of say this is I'm I'm one to always want to be a jack of all trades, a joke, not a goat, but a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to have my pot my hand in multiple different pots and working them things at the same time. Listen, bro, you know... You feel me? I, you know I get Yeah, it. like, you, you feel me? Anybody get that. I so get with it. the music, I'm trying to, first of all, release, oh, like, a full release single with, like, all kinds of, like, like actually planning this one out. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, planning this single, releasing it, um, video, all of that. Like, gotcha. And then, of course, I got some songs, again, that I have unreleased with my man Shooter, but... Once I go home, I know we're gonna be shooting videos. Right. I'm going home during Thanksgiving. So I miss I miss Maryland so much, bruh. You don't even it burned. Really? I missed a I missed a summer in Maryland. For those of you who are who have never had like a PG County DMV summer, boy, let me tell you. It's like that. Boy, let me let me tell you. A Chicago summer, let me tell you. And <sighs> mind you, I a bro, a Chicago summer. And I'm not the guy who's always going back home mm-hmm. and die. No. But summer in Chicago hits different. I mean, obviously summer in LA, it's but it's always summer in LA yeah. almost. Yeah. Uh, but I never, I've Bro. never been grown going to 
I can only imagine though. Let me tell you, nobody brunches the way the DMV brunches. That's for one. Uh, We do brunch on Sundays, bro. And we go, I've never, like, first of all, Saturdays on U Street, Friday nights on U Street. Maestro, you'll catch everything literally within that, that whole stretch, bro. Like women, the food. The panhandlers, right? The right, ratchet tree, it's just all—it's all there, bro. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The pizza, oh, it's just the aromas, everything, bro. It's—it's it's all there on U Street. Okay. And then you have Sundays, bro. Sundays we brunch in the DMV, bro. And I don't think there's even a state that comes close to fucking with us when it comes to brunch, bro. Really? I shit you. We brunch, bro. Like that is what we do. I—I—I've I, seen it. Wait, He's like, like, I've seen it out here. It's, yeah, not, it's, it's, it's not, not, it's not popping the way that the DMV does brunch, bro. Like, I, I, I know females to this day who brunch every Sunday, bro. Like every Sunday, I <laughs> promise to God on IG, they're posting themselves at twelve story or air or fucking uh, kitchen cray or any of them joints. It's, it's them spots. Ah, uh, they brunch, damn it, and they drink <laughs> mimosas, bro, and they're bottomless, so you know they drunk, and it's, right. it's, it's, and it's lit. I feel it. Nobody do it like them, bruh. We, I, we, I really, gotta, we really yeah, different. DMV has some beautiful women, too. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I could see that. Hey, man, I, I came from Pr- Prince George's County, a.k.a. Pretty Girl County, man. This, <laughs> Pretty you, Girl man. County. Ooh, man. That Nobody really do it like them, man. PG County. Ooh, shout out PG. PG. That's funny. <sighs> but, yeah, man. Well, man, I know you're going to get this shit going. I know you're going to make it happen. I'm excited to see what you do next, bro. Thank you so much for having me. This was Hell an absolute yeah, honor and pleasure, bro. Well, like, thank, man, thank you for coming through. Thank you for... I, I had a, I had a fantastic time. I loved it, bro. Yeah, like, again, like... Bro, I, this we're, is, at, we're, at, we're at hour 40. Yeah. Seamlessly. I love it, bro. Love, brother. Yes, sir. Peace.